everybody in their life needs a little bit of networking. Hi, I'm Ian Thane. Welcome to SAP Code Talk. And I'm really pleased to say I have Andres Palfi with me. Andres, thank you for joining me today. Okay, thank you. Excellent. So we are, we're going to cover the subject of, of networking with regard to the SAP Cloud Platform SDK for iOS. But please take a few moments and introduce yourself to the Code Talk audience. Okay, thank you very much. So my name is Andres Palfi. As you said, I am the architect of the foundation part of the SDK. I also a development lead. So it means that I'm responsible for the API and to the implementation and the documentation all part of the SDK. Uh, as an experience, I have at least four years with the SMP or the SDK. So I'm experienced with SAP and with the mobile development as well. Excellent. We, you are the man. Excellent. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we've got you for, for Kotal. So let's hit the ground running. Um, so you say you're, uh, you're architect for foundation, but let's, let's put foundation and, and common together. Can you tell us what's included in those? Get a, give us a real high level introduction. Yeah, right, right. So as we started, we only had the foundation and then we realized that some components should be shaped in a different uh, framework because more other frameworks can also use that. So we separated the basic part, the logging mainly, and now it contains the usage part. Uh, this is the common framework. So this is used by the Fury UI kit as well. And we have the foundation framework, which contains all the levels or the more uh, interesting part uh, that we're working on. So the foundation part contains the networking. This is quite important, of course, for the SDK. Uh, here we implement the authentications uh, as well. We have the secure storage, storage the cache, we have some settings module, remote notification handling, uh, log uploaders for the sub-CPMS and the usage uploader as well. Okay, so you know you mentioned that obviously foundation is, is pretty key to everything, pretty core to everything. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've obviously got you here on the code talk today to talk about networking. So what does foundation provide for networking and why was it necessary to sort of build it that way? Yeah, right. So actually, uh, if you use the Apple's SDK. There's a URS session. This is used for the communication with the servers, with the with the network layer. And here you can set a delegate. And this delegate will be called if you communicate with the server. The only problem that only you only can set one delegate. And this is quite challenging for the SDK that we want to ship because we want some more functionality to add to this communication and add this functionality to happen automatically. And now this is not possible with this uh, URS session, whatever provides. Uh, on the other way, if you use the closure-based API on the URS session, not all the delegate methods are called. So this is a quite challenging situation. So that's why we decided that we will provide an SAP URS session, which is quite similar to the original one intentionally. So if one is uh, get used to a URS session, it uh, will be familiar with the SAP URL session as well. The trick is here that uh, we apply the observer pattern 
it means that for the SAPU session, you can attach uh, objects which can, which can listen on uh, every level of the communication. And they can listen on like a delegate. In addition, that they get all the events and methods, they can manipulate the requests and the responses, or they can uh, stop them, they can cancel the requests in runtime, and they can restart the requests. Uh, the other quite important part is that these observers or delegates are called if you use the closure based API on the SAP session to creating a task. Mm -hmm. So using these observers, you can do everything what you want, which is possible with a delegate. You can do it with an observer. Why is it important? Because if you implement an observer, you can just uh, register it to the SAP URS session and it will do everything for you automatically. You do not have to do anything with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is quite flexible and extendable, which is quite important for the SDK. So this is how we actually solved all the authentication challenges. Okay, so you, you, lead, you lead me very well into the next question, which is about authentication. So what do we support with uh, regard to authentication by the SDK? And uh, how can they be used? Yeah, right. So as I said about the observers, we have another pattern that we use currently that for the observer, we separated the observer and separated the, let's say, the authenticator part. So the observers realizes what happens with the request. So there is some challenges or needs some credentials. And uh, when the observer needs some credential and it's not provided at the moment, or in the memory, then it causes the authenticator to perform the authentication. And this is how we build up. So we always have two kind of uh, objects to use. Now, currently, with these patterns, we used and support the OAuth 2 mm -hmm. this summer and two kind of mutual certificate user identity discovery. Uh, the discovery service, certificate provisioning, and the secure login server. And all is uh, built up that we have an observer and an authenticator. So we have an OL2 observer and OL2 authenticator, SAML observer and SAML authenticator. For the discovery service and the certificate part, we realized that we only need one observer. This is a user identity observer. And you can use this with two different kinds of, uh, let's say, certificate provider, the SLS user identity discovery provider and the sub-CPMS user identity discovery. And uh, and actually, that's all. Okay, so you mentioned observers then. So what other observers do we currently have in the SDK? Yes, so uh, uh, after we had all the authentication uh, observers, we also implemented some other stuff which is quite important for the customers. So definitely, we have a, a sub-CPMS observer. This is to support the communication with the sub-CPMS server. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also have a uh, CSRF observer, which is uh, can be used to prevent the cross-site request forgery, which is quite important sometimes. We also have the correlation observer to support the correlation ID. This is just uh, marks all the requests with a special identifier, and then it can be used to debug a request in the inside the server. So if you initiate a request from the client, you can still follow it on the server and what happens inside in the server there. 
And we also have a network activity indicator observer. This is just a small, fancy UI handling observer. It, uh, it stores the activity indicator in the status bar of the phone when mm -hmm. a request starts, but they do automatically. So the application developer do not have to bother it how to handle the UI there. Excellent. So put a lot of thought in to help application developers sort of get a lot of advantage from things without sort of, I don't say without putting too much effort into it, but you know, uh, a normal Swift developer would feel really at home with the, the with the sort of things you've done. That's great. Right. So Andres, we, we are, um, we've covered quite a bit within the last sort of five to seven minutes. Uh, I know you really like to tell us a, a lot more about secure storage and cache. Yeah, so I'd like to have you back on a on a future code talk, if I may. So, so uh, guys, look out for Andras in uh, the next few weeks. Uh, I know he's actually uh, going to WWDC, uh, so we won't have him for a little while. But I'm sure as soon as he's he's back and refreshed from uh, going to California, he'll come back on the code talk. So, Andras, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a nice day.